0: Hello, thanks for joining Cycling Journals on the Road.
1: This is Gregor Brown, joined by Andy McGraw, managing editor at Ruler Magazine. Andy, uh, we're in Dusseldorf for the start of the Tour de France, uh, in the press room right close to uh, the Thibaut Pino press conference FTJ with uh, Damar in there, uh, along the Rhine River Uh, We're starting stage one, the time trial starts on Saturday and and it finishes uh, kicking off the 104th edition of the Tour de France. Of course there are 21 stages in this Grand Tour, three weeks of racing perhaps the majority of the days suit the Slovakian Peter Sagan uh, who's won uh, five green jerseys, five consecutive green jerseys up to this Tour de France. He's the current world champion racing for Bora Hansgrohe. He can sprint with the fastest and race up the short steep climbs with the strongest. We're going to hear from his coach and DS, Paxi Villa, and of course, my co-host today, Andy McGraw, who's uh, setting shotgun and cycling journals on the road, podcast blasting through Dusseldorf. Andy, uh, Andy you just showed me uh, the Roulaire uh, um, guide here. What, what is this?
2: This is our Tour de France um, special e- edition, 21 stages, 21 stories tailored to every uh, stage. Everything from uh, Chris Froome to uh, the Maginot line, fortifications of World War Two.
1: Use emotion with caution, it reads on the, on the spine. That's
2: what it says. That's my advice to everyone during this Tour de France.
1: Of course, young Jedi Andy and I, we traveled together in the 2011 Giro d'Italia Andy. Those were good times.
2: From memories, my main one is uh, getting completely lost in Messina, which is a city in Sicily. It's absolutely crazy. I was an v- even younger Jedi than I am now, <laughs> inexperienced, and uh, Obi-Wan here, Gregor, with all his expertise, kept calm, somehow found me on some back street in the middle of nowhere and we made it to Etna in good time. Uh, That's the only time that's ever happened actually, since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, never leave the boat, as you say, (laughs) as you said then.
1: And we, uh, of course, we had the long 10-hour drive up over on the other side of Italy after that one. That was, Italy, of course, was celebrating uh, the unification of, uh, of course, the Giro was celebrating the, the unification of, of Italy with that route, as, as this year we were celebrating celebrating the 100th edition of the Giro d'Italia. We're in the 104th edition of the Tour de France, Andy, and uh, you had a chance to look over the roadbook. Uh, we've all gotten our, we've received our road books today. Beautiful, beautiful scheme there on the front, many colors and uh, with the a cartoon character racing towards the Arc de Triomphe.
2: I'll, I'll be happy with that uh, on my wall as a print or a poster. Beautiful.
1: And we talked about uh, Peter Sagan, of course, who's won five consecutive green jerseys. If he wins this year, he'll have six in a row. He'll he'll uh, match the rec- record of Eric Zabel. 21 stages in this Tour de France. Uh, is a good route for Peter
2: Sagan? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he can do everything, as you said in the intro. Um, you'd be a brave man or, or woman to bet against Peter Sagan. And it isn't just how good he is, it's how good his rivals or one rival is. And I don't think there's one person who can challenge him, if you see what I mean. Because mm. Cavendish is coming off illness, Kittle doesn't look so hot, doesn't look super hot. Greipel looks okay, he always gets one stage, which is very good, but you need one person to be outstanding to topple him. And I, I can't see that happening either
1: in the sprints and then of course we have those little punchy finishes as well
2: which plays perfectly to him It's especially when you get to the last ten days and these middle mountain high mountain transition days he can get in the break and take points galore at the intermediate sprint and even ride it to the finish in fact I think in the past um, he's been marked by rivals Like that day in 2015 uh, with that crazy descent when I think Ruben Plaza won yeah. he was marked and did Michael Matthews outspread him last year in a break? Oh, no, no. I don't think Matthews has won a stage yet. Maybe two years ago. Yeah. But even the Chris Froome day when they uh, broke away in crosswinds, you, you can't predict what he'll do sometimes. Yeah. That's, yeah. He's so strong, and when he can do that, he's almost unbeatable.
1: And uh, I was talking to his coach the other day, uh, Pachi Villa, I was at Diaz at uh, bor Hansgrohe. He says that uh, Sagan's numbers are, are slightly better this year, so if things go his way, it's, it's going to be a good Tour de France for him. Uh, again, just like in the, in the classics, if things go his way, you know, he, he missed getting a big monumental win again this year. Uh, let's hear from Pachi Villa. How many chances do you, do you think there are for, for Peter in this Tour de France, or stage wins? Well, I mean, I mean uh,
0: the, the good thing of Peter, of working with him, is that... You know, I would say like 85% of the days he, he puts a number on the, on the show, and, uh, on the back, he has a chance to win. Of course, he's not, uh, we know he's not uh, as sprinter as Kido can be, but he can beat him. And uh, and there are kind of a couple of stages that are so-so and that he can win. Actually, I didn't count them, but uh, what I tell you that it's okay, uh, it's there are a couple that he will not be able to win and the rest, you know, it's, so damn good that he can, in almost every. I mean, I would say every day. But yeah. yeah, we have we have some chances. But anyway, normally the biggest chances for Peter is uh, come out usually after the, the the first week, you know, the second, third week, because anyway he has uh, he has that endurance, perhaps other guys that are fast or they don't have. So normally, you know, if you look to the victory of Peter in the two Wars, they always after the first week, and that's where
1: probably will have more chances this year too. A VeloNews article on Tuesday said that Peter Sagan going to win 11 of the stages. That's just over 50% of course. Uh, doing so he would beat the record uh, set by Eddie Merckx and uh, Charles Pessier. They both hold eight stage wins and one grand tour. And I think Eddie Merckx had that record in 1974. What is Sagan's? Uh, is it a advantage? Is it this endurance that uh, that Pe- uh, mentioned? Uh, you know, uh, being able to, to stay strong after the second week when perhaps the other riders have faded.
2: I think well, purely on green jersey terms, it sounds obvious, but his consistency, because he he may not win one of the super flat bunch sprint finishes, but he will normally come third, second, fourth. Yeah. Then when you get to the slightly hilly ones, like stage three to Longui, uh, stage fours uphill to Vittel, he's, that is his territory and he's very difficult to beat there. And he always builds a massive lead in the first 10 days, 12 days. Um, And then you get to stamina. He's got the endurance Mm. and the quality to keep getting in breakaways during the tour, through the tour, if he needs to, which he doesn't normally need to but he does
1: yeah yeah. we had that tour two years ago I think where he, he came away winless with the, and got, got the green jersey but we loved it because he kept finishing second and third and it made stories uh, made, made our stories if you enjoy these podcasts please consider reviewing them in iTunes it will make them more visible to others when they search and become a supporter by making a donation you can send money via PayPal to this email gmarone at gmail.com that's G, M as in Mary, A, R, R, O, N as in Nancy, E as in Edward, at gmail.com. It's listed on our Facebook page, along with the other donation options.
0: You're listening to Cycling Journals on the Road.
1: You know, on these uphill finishes, we have uh, Alessandro Valverde, we have Greg Van Avermat, Kiyakowski, will probably be riding for, for Froome. Uh, and those guys that you mentioned in Longwee, we're going we're to see the battle already on stage three, I thought it was stage two, and I, I guess those guys might be in contention for the yellow jersey at that, at that point too am I missing any, what other type of punchy riders uh, should we see uh, going for the yellow jersey on, on, on stage, or going for the stage win at least
2: I suppose uh, Stibar's not bad on that yeah. kind of punchy yeah. finish um, there'll be other teams who are just protecting their leader, as you say like Kwiatkowski for Chris Froome or you might have a wild card like uh, someone from AG2R, like Alexei Vimos who won on Murder Britannia two or three years ago. No one expected that, but he earned it. He deserved it. So that's the other slight possibility, I think. Already, uh, yeah, you could
1: get this. You could get the, uh, the the yellow jersey there on stage three. It ends with the 1.6 kilometer uh, climb. Uh, we're back into France that day. It starts in Belgium near uh, near Liège. There's an 11 percent grade in that climb. Uh, let's hear again from Pachi Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's, that's the, the the
0: the first real like yeah, the, the first one that pops up uh, pretty consistently to say okay yeah this one is a good one for for peter but uh there will be i will be challenging there will be some some guys fighting from the for for the, the yellow years that day that's right uh, yeah you know like for example kiatowski could be a good one because uh, looking how he time trial yesterday in the yeah. nationals in, in poland yeah yeah, yeah right yeah. It was really, i mean uh, <laughs> i was there with Bodnar and I, I mean. So he will be there too, and in that kind of finishes, they're really good for game, Of course, they're good for, for Greg, for Valverde. So, yeah, it's it's a good one, but uh, you know, it's the Tour de France. It's also so hard to, to win there. But yeah, that's the first
1: one that pops up pretty clearly that's a, that a good chance for, for Peter yeah. All right, Andy, let's let's put a number on how many stages can he win. I mean, Vellano said uh, they said 11 the other day. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, six six or seven flat sprints. And we have uh, around, uh, I think, four lumpy stages. I mean, really, how many stages will Peter Sagan? We, he was performing well in the Tour of Swiss. He he came off that altitude camp in the, in Utah. He had raced the Tour of California beforehand. Uh, how many? How many? How many will he win? He didn't. Wi- he doesn't. He doesn't consistently win many stages in the Tour de France. But he's been he's been picking up those uh, green jerseys.
2: That's the interesting thing. How many will he win? I'm gonna say five. <laughs> That's exactly. It. Yeah, five. five.
1: Really, that's that would be the most he's ever won in a, in a Tour de France.
2: Well, if what Pachy Villa is saying is true, that he's slightly better, <laughs> yeah, and if there's no sprint in fantastic form to challenge him, I think he may take one of these flatter bunch sprint days. you got a, a few lumpy finishes in the first week suited perfectly to him, and then he can get maybe in a few breakaways or have a kind of truncated bunch sprint win.
1: Huh, sorry. Yeah. Me. Well, I mean, uh, you know, the, the more the ha- have some of that Vtel. We're going to get plenty of that. Yeah. As that. Of course, the race is sponsored by Vtel. Uh, I think Andy, we, we have a stage finish there. You mentioned uh, stage four. Yeah. Stage four. It's, it finishes in Vtel. And stage five starts in Vtel. It's, uh, they they produce water. Uh, I assume there's a natural uh, spring there or something, uh, or just they turn on the faucet. Yeah. Andy's confirming. Give me the nod that there is a spring. Uh, of course, uh, the more points he picks up, yes, you know, second, and third places, first. Places he, he gets he gets close to another green jersey and that would be a six green jersey also a six consecutive green jersey which would tie him with a German Eric Zabel uh, is that uh, he's been so dominant uh, is is there is there anyone else to compete for the green jersey
2: personally I just can't see it yeah but I think the way that he's done it if he win six it makes you forget how young he is he's 27 years old younger than you and even me. <laughs> Um, and it feels like he's been around for eight years now, yeah. seven or eight yeah, years, yeah. he's just been a mainstay and he's not showing any signs of degrading yet. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting when he starts to lose that incredible talent or that kind of uh, that finish, he'll have to be- start being more tactical. This is maybe two, three, four years down the line, who knows.
1: Yeah, and you know, the, the, uh, there's been talk before about him, maybe someday switching and going for, for the overall on Grand Tours. I mean, maybe losing some kilograms and, and starting to uh, climb with the best and, and perhaps raise for the yellow jersey, your take?
2: That would be fascinating. I mean, that's not where the, where the money's at for him. I mean, he's so good at what he does, it's too much of a risk to change your body type completely. But he's a pretty crazy guy who likes doing crazy things. And if he could pull that off, that would be one of the most incredible modern feats in, in cycling, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. it would be, qu- it'd be quite a transition for Peter Sagan but, but this year again, he's, he's focusing on the stages in this Tour de France, helping, helping Bora Hansgrohe, who's in the World Tour for the first time, a German team this race starts in Germany, we're here for I think a day and a half uh, before we, we crossed over the border uh, so it's going to be big for Bora who made a big investment with Peter Sagan last year bringing him in, and of course that gave him the boost to join the World Tour from the Pro Continental Ranks Let's hear again from Pachivila we all get used to the, to the success of Peter and I think
0: it's, it's not fair because uh, anyway, it's so hard to win and, you know, and again you know for him having a lot of time all the focus on and all on the lights on him that means you know you have to be really do everything perfect because otherwise you'll never win so uh, yeah I mean we are all used to, to see him uh, winning and see him all the last few years on, on the rainbow jersey you know uh, personally, what we can do is just uh, do everything in the best possible way and then yeah again, when you start the race, you just be you know be uh, okay with yourself and you say okay, I've done everything I needed to be 100% here and then now yeah, let's race and you'll be in a very good shape and we will try to, to get uh, as much wins as possible of course and the jersey in Paris, but then
1: uh, if that' doesn't happen, not be because we are not ready. Well, there you have it. Three days to go to the big one. Andy McGraw, thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to Cycling Journals on the Road.